Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded live. God. Welcome to Young Men and Women God's Worldwide Ministry. And tonight we present our Bible study. As we're studying the book of Revelation, tonight we will be in the 14th chapter of the book of Revelation. We thank everyone that's with us at this hour, and we thank God for those that are on their way. We're going to go ahead and open up as we we always start on time. Father God, we thank you for another day. Father God, we thank you for just waking us up this morning and touching us with the finger of love to go on one more day in the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you for looking over us and protecting us in the, with your mighty hand that covers us in all that we do according to the will and purpose that you have in our lives. And Father God, we ask you tonight to come down up your door and come in the midst of your words, Father God. Come and sit with the man of God, Father God. Let him sit down and let you stand up. Let it be more of you than it is of him. And Father God, we bind any spirits that may come across this line tonight. We bind them right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. Father God, we call on the Holy Ghost to come down and arrest those spirits and, and put them in chains and cast them out into the abyss, my Father God. And we just thank you, Father God. We just thank you. We have a thousand times we couldn't thank you much, as much as you have done in our lives. And, Father God, just let us be a blessing to all those that we come into contact with, Father God. Father God. Bring peace into our spirits, Father God. Tonight, we just ask that your peace, which surpasses all understanding, protects the heart and the mind, will reign on this line tonight, Father God. And, Father God, we ask that you draw your people into the line, that they may be able to hear the word, Father God, in a mighty and powerful way, Father God. Father God, we ask that you open up their mind, body, souls, and their spirits, that they receive your word to lift them up and draw them closer to you. Father God, we thank you. And we praise you and we exalt you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Whew, what a day, what a day. <clears throat> Excuse me for that. Um, we'll do our announcement on every Monday night. We have Bible study here. We're studying the book of Revelation. And right now, tonight, we're in chapter 14. And um, on Wednesday night, we'll be opening up our revival called The Birth of Christ. Please come out as we're going to have a powerful woman of God coming to share the word in the name of Jesus. So we're looking forward to that as Apostle Rich will be joining us to come and bring a word on Wednesday night. On Thursday night, we have our Bible study. And we ask y'all to come and join us. And that Bible study starts at 7.30. And we ask y'all to come join us in that Bible study on Thursday night. And uh, 
and the phone number to that, let me get my book so we can uh, share with y'all the telephone number or the access code. The telephone number is the same as this call tonight, but the access code is different. And we just ask y'all to come as the Lord leads you to join us on that call because we have a, a powerful time on that on that line on Thursday night. And we just ask y'all to come and share with us in the word of God. Um, the telephone number for that line is... It's one three seven four eight two pounds. Again, one three seven four eight two pounds. We just ask y'all to come join us as we walk in Bible study. We're studying the book of Genesis, so come and join us. I think we'll be opening up the um, fourth chapter. So come, come and join us as we um, share the Word of God. In Genesis, the fourth chapter. All right. Tonight, we're in chapter 14 of the book of Revelation. And it reads, and I looked. This is John speaking. This is John talking about what he is seeing that the Lord is bringing before him to be able to look at the things in heaven. And he says, And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on a Mount Zion, and with him an hundred and forty-four thousand, having his father's name written on their, having his father's name written on their foreheads. Tonight, Paul says, and I looked, and lo, a lamb. And what he saw was the land child. He saw Jesus in heaven. And then what he saw was the 44,000 saints that, was, that were raised with him during the first resurrection that was with him, standing in heaven before his eyes. Mm. And I know that was something powerful for John to really be looking at. And then he said, having his father's name written on their foreheads, that the name of God, that means that God has a name, that the father has a name. We don't know his name, but he has a name that was written on their foreheads. So that 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 is something for us to look forward to, that that one day that we will be we will be walking around. Just like the 144,000 Jews that was risen with Christ, that we will be just like them, Mm-mm-mm. walking around with the name of God, the Father, on our forehead. Powerful, powerful to know that that God is gonna God is gonna initiate us, or or when some may say brand us, but I'd rather be branded by Him and know that I belong to him, and he has written his name on my head. But it says there, Mount Zion. And we know that Mount Zion was on earth, so now they're talking about a Mount Zion that's going to be in heaven. 
And let's just talk about that for a minute, about Mount Zion. It's an awesome thing to know that that we'll be, you know, it'll be written, our names will be written in his head. What it says here, and it brings us into understanding one thing about Mount Zion is in heaven. This is a heavenly Mount Zion. Not the same one that's on earth, but another one that's in heaven. So there's a Mount Zion that's going to be in heaven. And more particularly about this Mount Zion, that this Mount Zion is seen in heaven. That John sees this Mount Zion in heaven and not the same one that's on earth. So now we are, we are open to know again that there's going to be a Mount Zion in heaven. It also says the man-child, all the 44,000 will have been taken to heaven. And, 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 and what happened was that when Jesus died and he rose, he rose and took the 44,000 with him. Mm. And they're in heaven. Right now, they are in heaven. Jesus and the 144,000 Jews are in heaven. It also lets us that, that this... This Mount Zion is not, is not the earthly Mount Zion, is not mentioned in, in Revelation. So they we know that this Mount Zion is not the Mount Zion that is in, on earth that is being talked about. Then the Lamb is never pictured on earth in Revelation, and that the Lamb of God is not pictured in John seeing it on earth but in heaven. And all of the rapture people go to the heavenly Mount Zion. That even even during during the time when the rapture comes, everyone that will be taken from the earth during the time of the rapture will be will be placed in the heaven and Mount Zion in heaven. Wow. That that you're gonna be placed, those of you, you know, there's a time that they said if you're gonna turn around and somebody's gonna be missing and those are the signs of the rapture. That, that people are going to disappear and be taken up to be with Christ Jesus. And, 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 you know, you want to live the right life while you're here now because if that comes and the rapture was to come today or tomorrow, do you know would you go? How is your life right now with Christ Jesus to make you feel sure that you would be one of those saints that would be taken up during the rapture? It makes us think about what we need to do in our lives to put our life more in place, that if the rapture came tomorrow, that I would want to be confident in the walk that I have with Christ Jesus, that I would be one of them that would be taken. And here it lets us know that they would be taken to the to Mount Zion Mm-mm-mm, to be with the 144,000 that are already there. It also lets us know one thing, that there, that there is, there is in heavenly Mount Zion, it's, 
clear from Romans, the 11th chapter, the 26th verse, and Hebrews, the 12th chapter, the 22nd to the 23rd verse, where you can go in and you can read about read about that. But that's where they say that we can read about the Mount Zion that's in heaven. And it says, and it lets us know one thing, that Christ will come out of the Zion to earth at his second event. And when he comes to this, for the second resurrection, that when he comes on the cloud, he'll be coming from Mount Zion to come to earth. He'll be coming down from Mount Zion to come to earth. And and something that 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 we're getting to understand is about where he will be coming from to come to get us that will be taken up with him in the second resurrection, the second event that he will come, that we will be taken back with him to Mount Zion in heaven. Hmm. That's powerful in itself to understand where we'll be going. You know, uh, uh, um, we hear so many things because Jesus said on earth, in my Father's house there are many mansions, but yet we're coming to understand that there's one mansion that he's going to take us to, and that's to a holy place in the Mount Zion that is in heaven. Hmm. Let's go on and read some more. I mean, we 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 understand one thing. And the second one, he says, and I heard a and I heard a voice from heaven, as a voice of many waters, and as the voice of a great thunder. And I heard the voice of harps and harping, of harpsters harping with their harps. Here in that first place, a voice from heaven. And what Paul heard was the same company sealed and protected through the, the triumph judgment and caught up as the man child. And here they are in heaven singing and playing, playing harps before the 420 living creatures and before the 24 elders having been redeemed from the earth and from among men and being the first group from Israel to God after the rapture of the church. And here, what Paul was hearing, it sounded like water. And there's the voice of a great thunder. And he heard the voice of harps. He heard, he heard them playing music unto the Lord. And, and, and that's something that, that when we get there, you know, some of us in the church talk about we all want to be a part of that heavenly choir. You know, they made a song talking about singing about the heavenly choir. But here the Bible tells us about that Paul, that John heard music being played in heaven before the Lord. This is the voice of the 144,000 singing their songs, being accompanied by 144,000 harps, which they played. The sound is compared to many waters and great thunder, like the voice of the redeemed of the married of the Lamb. And these are the ones that were married to the Lamb of God, that, that these are the ones that joined him 
in his first resurrection, and they're paying homage and giving glory unto God by music. It says that the 144,000 are playing music before the Lord. Mm -mm -mm. That's why I wonder when people always talk about, I'm going to see my mama there, I'm going to see this one there. Do you know we're not going to have the mindset to want to see anything, but we want to be before the Lord, praising him and enjoying his company now that we're with him? Mm -mm -mm. Not only... Mm -mm. Not only to look upon his face, but to be able to be in front of him and not and not be just in the spirit, be able to see him and be able to sing songs and play music under who he is. Mm -mm -mm. That is powerful in itself to know that we will be able to sing before the Lord mm -mm -mm. when Jesus comes to resurrect him. That's powerful in itself. Mm -mm -mm. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And we just, you know, we we one thing that that it gets me, and and we're gonna go on to the to the. This is really gonna get all of y'all. And it says, and they sung that. Hello. Hello. We hear you. I hear you. You're juggling something. Thank you for joining us. Um, we're, in a, we're in chapter 14, and we're in the third verse. Of which book? Uh, the, book the book of Revelation. Okay. And every time anybody have a question or a comment, please just interrupt me, and I'll let you come on and make your comment or ask your question. In the, third, in the third verse, it said, and they sung as it were a new song. Mm -mm -mm. A new song before the throne, before the four beasts and the elders. And no man could learn that song but the 144,000 which were redeemed from the earth. Ain't that something? Here it says the only song, the only song, where the words of the theme is not given, a new song by a new people of a new of a new thing. Mm -mm -mm. So, so that means that they got before God and they they weren't singing the old songs that they sung on earth, but they were singing new songs unto God. And guess what? It lets us know that that those that before God is the only ones that would know that song mm -mm -mm. and be able to sing it to the Lord. Amen. Because the powerful thing that you got to understand is God has, when we got, when we get there, God is going to put a, a song in our spirit. God is going to put a song in our spirit. There will be a song that, that we've never sung before, but we sing before him because everything is new. We won't be singing them old songs because them old songs were old. And when we get before God, we're going to be new. So everything that comes out of us is going to be new. That's powerful. When you think about that, that, that now when we get before the Lord, we'll be able to sing. Like I was saying, you know, earlier, that everybody always wonder, and we hear those songs, I'm going to see my mama, I'm going to see my daddy get there. We're not going to sing them songs because we're not going to be caught up in who we see. We're going to be caught up in the Lord. 
We're going to be caught up in seeing God. We ain't going to be looking around for for this one or that one, my mama. I ain't going to be looking around for Georgia May. I ain't going to look around for Neville Carpenter. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to be brand new, and my mind is going to be stayed on God. And that's awesome. You know what I'm saying? That, that I won't have to. I won't have to be in the mind to look for somebody that might not be there. But it lets me know one thing, and that's it, that I'll be singing a new song. <laughs> okay, amen. Ain't nothing, wrong, ain't nothing wrong with that. I'll be singing a new song. Woo! And the fourth verse, it says, and they, and these are they which, which will not be filled with women. Let's just stop there because I know there's women on the line. They want to know what, what that means, will not be filled. If this statement were taken literally, it would prove that they are all men. But the next statement, if taken literally, would prove that they are all women. And let's read the next statement. And it says, for they are virgins. And these are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the first fruits under God into the land. So that's, that's letting us know one thing, that it sounds like it was all men, but the next statement, if taken literally, would prove that they are women, virgins. Obviously, the idea is to picture their purity of character. They are saved men and women who have not polluted themselves with the idolatry and immortality religion system of the great whole. And the great whole is Babylon, the great harlot, which follow the Lamb. They are the resurrected and glorified like Christ and can go with Ever he can, and it could not. It could not mean that they are not, they are inseparable throughout eternity. Ooh. And let's just let's just talk about the first part that that when it opened up and told us, and it sounded like it was all men, and let us know when it says virgins that it were women. These are women that are pure, because when a woman is going to be resurrected, she'll be brand new. She won't be have been touched by a man at all. Mm-mm-mm. Ain't that something? And some of you women know how y'all felt when y'all were young and y'all hadn't been touched for a man. Y'all had a whole different feeling about yourself. Okay, well, let me ask you something, Reverend Carpenter. Isn't it symbolic? Isn't it symbolic? Not really um, too much to do with physical, um, like virginity. It's like um, like free from involvement, like in the pagan world, like that kind of um, purity. Like, um, you know, they're not soiled with any um, other type of gods, you know, that type of filth. I'm going to give you one. I'm going to give you one. I thought it was more symbolic. But, um, we're going along the physical. Yeah, we're going along the physical. 
like a spiritual uh, type of adultery, um, that type of idolatry and, and stuff. I don't know, but that's what I'm getting from it, my, my spirit, because I'm a little confused now. Right. Oh, um, we're talking about a combination of both. When we, when we, and the Holy Ghost told me, when we look at Mary, Mary was a virgin. She had never been touched by, you know what I'm saying? So she didn't only, she wasn't only um, pure in spirit, but also in body. Right. See what I'm saying? And that yeah, that was for Jesus, though. That was for, that was right. Christ Jesus' mother. Right, right. So that's what the same form that the women are going to have when they get before God. They're, not, they're going to be pure in body. Whatever form of state body that God gives them, they're going to be pure, and they'll be pure in spirit because their spirits won't be polluted with religion. And we know what religion is. That's why it says here. And just let me get back over here. That's why it says over here in the fourth verse. Yeah. They were redeemed from among men. See, they were redeemed from among men. And being the first fruit under God to the Lamb. So so now they were redeemed, becoming the first fruit unto the Lamb, and that means they were not polluted at all, not in body or spirit. Right. They may they just remained faithful to Christ. They they weren't polluted. Okay, I'm getting a hold. <laughs> okay, I always uh you, I'm going to give it to you. I'm sorry. Okay. That means, I love it. Just add. What it means that they were not polluted by by any other contamination of the word of God. Yes. Yes, sir. They weren't polluted. They, wasn't, they were pure to God in his word because now they came yes. before and they were pure in his word, not only in not only in spirit, but also in body, because they weren't polluted by nothing else. But they but they came they were before God, and and that's what God is telling us that because we're polluted right now, me, you, and everybody in this line, we're polluted because we have heard different doctrines, we have been we we have sat on the different people with different religious beliefs as far as walking in the body of Christ. You know what I'm saying? And now God is saying that but when when you be resurrected and you come before him, that you won't, that you women will be like a virgin because you'll never have been touched by anything. Right. No, never been polluted, never had any beliefs in no yeah. other God except for him. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. He's our only only love. We come to him as a he's our bridegroom, we're his bride. No Amen. other, no other God. N- nothing man made with their own hands, and I'm gonna pray to it and say that's a God. No, Amen. it's Amen. the one and only true living God. Yeah. Amen. 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 But you take it back to your own self before when you were a young girl, and, and you I don't want to take it back there, Reverend Carpenter. <laughs> I gotta stay on, on focus on the word. All my past is past. Amen. Okay, we're not gonna get into all of that because then that opened the, to me. It opens up the mind and to let you know the armor down a little bit enough for him little crouching thing to jump in there and make other things start right. becoming. Right. You know what right. I mean? I don't. I'm not opening any doors. Well, well, we're not trying to open up no doors for nobody. 
Sometimes you got to go back and look at this. When you was in that purity place, because I was in that purity place. You know, I, I, I'm a man that can say that because I was a virgin until I was 21 years old. I didn't know nothing. I didn't want to hear nothing. My daddy told me one thing. If you took a girl, he showed me an example. And he said, this is what happened, and your life will be messed up. And I, didn't, and I was clear. I was clear. I didn't, I, I, the, the, the homeboys wanted to look at Polo and all like that. Oh, okay. Well, I just want you to understand that. that there was we understand. <laughs> We understand. I understand. Who else on the line? Do you? Um, <laughs> kids on the line? Yeah, this was <laughs> on here. Listen, there was a place of purity in us when we were born, and that's where God wants us. Will have us be before Him when we come before His His throne. But let's move on. We don't want to get nobody off all caught up. And He says here. He says here that they are. Resurrected, and, 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 and this is the part that really gets me, and I want y'all to really, really jump on this. And he says, and these are they which follow the Lamb whithsoever he goeth. Wow, ain't that something? That no matter where Christ goes, when we, when we get with him, we'll be able to follow him wherever he goes. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Awesome? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! There won't be no more waiting on him to come. We'll be able to walk wherever he go. If he go through a wall, we'll be able to go through the wall with him. If he's flopping the sky, we'll be able to flop in the sky. Wherever he go, we'll be able to go with him. Yes, we're part of him, right? We'll be part of him. We have, am I getting that concept right? I read somewhere in Thessalonians um, when he first started talking about the, the you know the change what's going to happen in the future, and it said that if the believers, if you're a believer, that you trust him and and oh I can't remember how they put it, but basically bottom line is that you have his Holy Spirit, so you have him in you. So when he comes back, oh, no, 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 this is telling us. This is telling us. We won't be even operating in, with with the Holy Spirit anymore, because now we're born again spirits under Christ. So the okay. Holy Spirit is still not going to be part of us at that time. Huh? So the Holy Spirit is not going to be part of us. That's what's carrying us now. It's just going to depend from now. That's why. That's why Jesus said, "When I leave, I will send. I will send." The, uh, I will send the Holy Spirit back to keep you. Right. He sent that back to keep us. But now we're, we done died, and he came back, and we will be raised with him in, our res- in the second resurrection. Now we're with Christ. Why do we need the Holy Ghost to be in us and with us when we're with Christ, who is the soul Jesus? Hallelujah. That we bring him, and, and, and when we go back to Scripture, the, the apostles didn't need the Holy Ghost until Jesus left. So now, when we get back with Jesus, why would we need the Holy Ghost again when we got Jesus? Okay. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. I just wanted to break that down and let you see it. Well, that's so, why I'm on the line. <laughs> I need some clearance or some things or some things. 
Amen. It's good to fellowship together so we can keep each other sharp Amen. and stay on focus. Amen. Amen. So now we're going to be in the presence of the Lord. And we we have no need for the Holy Spirit because we're going to be with him all the time. Mm. That's, that's, that's why the Bible says here that it says, and these, it says, these are which, these these are they which were defiled with women. Um, were not defiled with women. You know what I'm saying? And it makes you think they have that because we were not born again out of a woman anymore. And that means the defilement, because the defilement is in our birth, because it was we were birth, it was a man, our father. But now, now we're not going to be a partaker. For they are virgins, and he talks about the women. And then he says, these are they which follow the Lamb, which whithsoever he goes. These were redeemed from among men, being the first fruit under God into the Lamb. And, and and these are the first two. So that means that the part that gets that, that stands us up here is that we're able to go wherever he goes. And that means that, that when we read and we go back when Jesus before Jesus left, Jesus was able to walk through walls. Remember when he went to go see uh, uh, uh Don Thomas? He came through the wall and he said, Look, he said, I'm going down top of that and Jesus came through the wall and gave them greetings. And say, here I am, Thomas. Yeah. Whatever Jesus is able to do, we'll be able to do and be able to follow him wherever he goes. Amen. Boy, that's going to be awesome. That's going to be awesome. You know what I'm saying? I want you to understand. I believe, this is my belief, that, that since the Bible says that God never sleeps or slumbers, we ain't even. Mm-hmm. We want to have this body here. We want to need But one thing about it, because we're the light of the world, and if we go before God, it's going to be daylight all the time. It'll never be dark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, your body will never get tired to have, to have rest. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's going to be something. This is the first fruit of the God. The first fruit and Gentiles saved after the rapture of the saved Jews and Gentiles in the church. So we are we are in that, we are in that group. That even though the Jews are going to be part of that, so are we as Gentiles that were saved while, during our time while we were on earth. Because we became joint heirs with them, and all that Jesus inherited from the Father, we are joint heirs. You know what I'm saying? He adopted us to be with them. So whatever happens, whatever God blesses them with, we are blessed with the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that that that's something. Let's go on to the to the pit first. And it says, and in their mouth was found no no guilt, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Here he's letting us know they have no guilt in them. They are 
faultless before God forever, proving that they have been translated as the man, as the man child. Mm-mm-mm. And that means that means just as well as Jesus was transformed, so so are we being transformed when we when we, when we get up there to be with God. We've been transformed. Mm-hmm. I mean the same the same the same things that that are received through Christ Jesus are the same things received through us because of our connection relationship with Him that we have on earth mm-hmm. that we inherit the same thing that He inherits when when we get to God when we get to heaven we receive the same thing wow and and it makes you really think because. Now you you get an understand of what you're working toward, and it's not mm-hmm. it's being confused that I don't really know what I'm going to get. But tonight you're learning that that the same thing that Jesus inherited is the same thing you inherit. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Mm. He went on to say in the sixth in the sixth verse, and I saw another. Do fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation and and kindred and tongue people. Let's just stop there for a minute. He says, "I saw another angel," and I want I want I want to talk about this because there's three there's three lessons of angels. Flying that I'm going to be flying in heaven, and we just want to talk about that. Um, when he said, "I saw another angel," the first the first flyer flies around in the heavens, close enough to the earth to see, and then and heard a man. He preached the everlasting gospel to all men on the earth during. The last three and a half years of this age, this gospel is the same as was we now preach, with no interpretation. He will be able to announce that the hour of God's judgment has come. We can only announce that it is coming. All. Okay, we can announce that it's, that it's coming. All the theories that the gospel is a special one given to certain denominations to preach are false. And, 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 and that's it, because a lot of people think that each denomination has its own gospel, and it's not. Everybody has the same gospel. The same Bible you read is the same Bible they read. And that that's strong because sometimes we wonder why they don't why why sometimes they don't they don't want to walk with us because of the denomination they come from and we all we all are led by the same spirit we all read the same word and we all and we all are part of the same God. Yes. When you say denomination, what are you talking? Um, when I say mm-hmm. I'm talking about Catholic, Baptist, Protestant. Um, oh, yeah. see the church, church makeup, Methodist, uh, oh, golly, there's so many of them. Exactly. So, I'm, I'm probably in 
Jesus. Yeah, okay. the church of God in Christ. She's a denomination. Yeah. She's a denomination. Yeah, you know the name of all. I just wanted to make sure I, I was on the same page when you said it. Yeah. Um, so, denomination. So that's true. That's true. We don't. We don't. We don't show love. We no. don't. And sometimes it feels like what we were learning and and uh on Thursdays about the Genesis, going back to Cain and Abel. All he murdered his brother just because it started out with a feeling of jealousy. He was Amen. jealous. And and that's what it still feels like now in all the times over history. If you look at things that transpire even to current day, it all starts because somebody don't like because somebody else got an accolade or something and they, they didn't get it and now all of a sudden they don't like one church thinks the other church is, is not as good, not as big, not as pretty, not as and it becomes a conflict. You stay over there, we're still over here. That's not Jesus. You trying to walk like Jesus. And all you're doing is turning people away. You're not Amen. helping lifting, you're not standing by them, you're not doing anything together. You just Cain and Abel, you just don't like you know, God might show them a different favor, but he tell us that he gave us all gifts. Amen. Amen. And we all walk in one spirit, and that's the Holy Spirit. And then, and we all born again according to the, the same salvation, the same work. And that's Amen. why it says we can only, he can only announce the coming. All theories that the gospel is a special one given to certain denominations to preach are false. The angel will be a literally, literally one doing what it, what is here stated, and he and he's gonna do that. He's gonna come and preach the word, of, uh, preach the word to us that are living, and mm-hmm. it's gonna be the same word that we read in our Bible. Amen. He's not gonna preach nothing different, but it's gonna be the same, and that's why it's time for us to really start unifying. Us, ourselves, not according to denomination, but according to being children of God, and not mm-hmm. and not caught up because you Baptist, I'm non-denominational, you Catholic, you this, but we're we're all God's children, right, right, and, and we you believe be- in Jesus Christ, yes. Amen. What, what, what do you think about the ones that don't believe in Jesus Christ? What do you, how would you handle bringing um, them into the circle? Of life, you know, would we be able to try to work with other beliefs? Since you asked that question, and we will just step over there. Um, the thing is that we will make we will we will take a hold of that challenge. Um, but one thing I, I understand that we can't make nobody accept Christ, and the thing mm-hmm. about it, we can only give them that option, that opportunity to make a choice. Because the Bible says that the Bible, and even this is what the Bible says, that God says, he says, I, he, he says that I wish that all would be saved. But, but God says, wish. He's letting us know that everybody's not going to be saved. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so, so when, we, when, we, when we extend that, uh, that opportunity to somebody to know the gospel, and to drop a word on them, and they ha- they'll have to make that decision. You know what I'm saying? Because we mm-hmm. can't make it, we can't even make the decision for our own children. You know what I'm saying? We have mm-hmm. we 
So in Islam, it's old enough that we got children that are not saved. And it's not that mm-hmm. we don't tell the word. It's not that we don't share the opportunity. But it's going to be them for that time when they make that choice. And if they die before they make that choice, it's not like they didn't have the opportunity before they die. Right. Well, we hope, especially your children, you always feel that you got until your last breath to get your yeah. own children in line with God because they already know. It's already been planted. You just got to keep watering and watering it. Because I know we didn't come out the womb knowing and professing Jesus Christ as our Savior. You know, somebody had to take the time and and our wild throwing the oats, you know, to continue not to give up. You know, and you know that, that that that's that's a chosen person, and my job is to continue to talk to you about the good news until God decides to let you open your eyes and give you the wisdom. Pray for wisdom for that person. Now, when it comes to other churches that don't believe from the from the conception of that particular belief, like uh, a lot of them say Jesus was just a prophet, he wasn't. Uh, the Messiah, you know, this, what can you do with them? You know, it's like, it's just like, I, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to. But, you got to understand something. The only ones that say that um, publicly are the Muslims because that's in their Quran that Jesus was a prophet. Um, right. And, 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 you know, it's not for us to make them see anything different, but God has shown them. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's what they have to believe. I cannot, it, it's too much that we need to understand. We are not here to convince people of anything, but we're here to share the word of God with them. That's it. I can't right. I'm, I'm just trying to piggyback on what you said as yeah. far as we all come together and all, right. the, all the denominations or dominions or whatever the word was, just it's trying to get, yeah, just trying to get everybody to come together and save I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm out of, I don't want to be out of line. Go ahead, Pastor. I get excited. You know I get excited when I talk about the Lord. And the second angel. The second angel will fly in the heavens announcing the fall of literally, literally Babylon, which will be destroyed under the seventh vow. And, and, and that's the destruction that's going to come about. And the Bible says that there will be an angel that will come announce the destruction of Babylon. Babylon is the hoe. She is the, she is the, the city. Mm. She is that city that is the ungodly place. And, and, and during the time of the resurrection, and it will be destroyed. And, and when it's destroyed, the angel will fly down and will make that announcement to everybody that the holy that that the city of Babylon has been destroyed. Mm. And to if I was here, that would be a sight to see. If God let me see that, to see an angel flying down, making a loud shout, letting me know that that, that place had been destroyed. Um. As we look at our third third angel, the third angel will fly in the heavens, warning all men in the kingdom of the Antichrist that if they do take the mark, the name or the name of the beast, and worship him, they will seal their own doom 
and be punished in eternity. So, so people, we're, we're getting, we're, there's going to be an angel to come down and give a warning for us not to take the mark of the beast on the hand, on the neck, on the forehead, that we should not walk around with 666 on us. The mark of the beast. And it's there's gonna be an announcement that an angel's gonna come and tell all those that have taken it that they have doomed their lives to be with that to be with the beast for eternity. Mm. Another question, Reverend Carpenter, because this is good. I've never read the Revelation. I'm just up to Second Thessalonians. I haven't gotten here yet. But um, that was another point that I wasn't clear on. Some said that uh, the Antichrist would sneak the 666 on our bodies to be careful. But here you just read it, and I see it. It says, um, if any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark. So, I mean, you will know. You will have a choice. Right, he's not going to sneak it on you. He's no. going to come to you like communion and ask you if you want it or not. So That's we don't it. have to be looking out for, uh, you know, getting a tattoo and somebody putting it in there. He's going to have to make sure that you that you agree. Amen. Grouping with him and refusing Christ. Right. You mark, you're going to know. Amen. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because that was a big one. I was like, oh, Lord. You know, I keep somebody <laughs> no. from sneaking. You know, they, they're doing your hair. You know, I don't get tattoos, yeah. but, you know, or they could sneak it in on you during a surgery or something. How are you no. supposed to stop that? But now uh-huh. it's clear. It's clear. It's going to be your choice. Amen. Because you've got, you got to accept it. And, and, and not... As, as you know, one day we have to, you know, hopefully we'll get around talking about legalism and illegalism inside of the order between God and, and, and Satan. And he, can, he cannot force you to do anything. Just like God doesn't force us to do anything, we have to make that choice. Right. But you know what I mean. It's supposed to scare you. I'm saying. You ain't got to worry about going to the doctor and they put you on the anesthesia and you wake up. You got to put something on you while you Because, I mean, you're talking about something in the future. We might not be there now, but it's just something to roll around and right. think about, you know, right. for the future generations, what they have to look out for. Right. But it's right. clear now. They don't have to do that. And if you're a child of God, you don't even have to fear, really, because you know God is with you, and he's going to fight to God and keep you safe. It's for you to make that decision. If you, if y'all would, you know, if you would have been here and some of the other ones uh, were here a week before last, we talked about that the adversary is going to make it hard for the people that will not accept the mark of the beast. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. He's, He's gonna make it so you can't you can't go in, in a store and buy stuff. Yeah, you don't have that mark. You need to, you're gonna need that mark as it becomes that anybody in the world has taken upon that mark. The people that haven't took it are gonna be outcasts, and being outcasts, they're not gonna be able to shop and do things that they used to do because they don't have the mark of the beast. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, um, it is it is um it is going to hinder you from doing something, but so what? You'd rather be with Christ for eternity than be with the devil for eternity. What is, it, what is it going to hurt you for a little while that you can't do this and do that on earth? But when, but if you survive and make it through, all that you can do in eternity. That's the hope. That's the hope. Amen. Yeah, we're already kind of suffering now anyway. We, we don't have the lawlessness here of, you know, the Antichrist with his stuff yet. I mean, you know, hasn't Amen. been revealed, but but uh, we still have people that's hungry, people that doesn't have, you know, proper clothing for the cold and, you know, kids starving to death. We, you know, no jobs and stuff. So we still do have, we have a lot of suffering here, you know. Amen. So we should be kind of acclimated to suffering when, uh when, when you know, if, I don't know. Let me hush. Go ahead, Reverend. It's coming to words that this angel will speak. And it says, Say with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him. For the hour of his judgment is coming. And, 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 and that's the thing that, that we, 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 we will know when, when Jesus is coming. Because. Because the judgment got to have to come first. And and it's telling us the angel will come and announce to us about the judgment of the Lord coming. See people people don't people don't read the word to understand where they're looking for signs and wonders and things that happen. But the Bible just told us and I'm gonna read it to you again. The Bible just says the Bible says, saying with a loud voice, fear God. And give glory to him for the hour of his judgment is coming. Mm. And it says, and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the foundation of water. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That is telling us that, that we need to give aid and give tribute unto God, okay? Because we we need to acknowledge that we are here. You know what I'm saying? And we don't need to acknowledge nothing else. We don't need to worship no beast, but we need to worship God. And in the, in the days, there's going to be an announcement to tell us, get up on your knees, get up, get up, raise your hands up, those that belong unto the Lord, and worship and give and give and lift up His name. You know, and and, and it'll be something that they're already doing all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. Amen. But it's going. To, but the warning is going to be do it even more because his judgment is on its way. <coughs> mm-hmm. See, see, nobody says you know we'll know the coming. We we'll know we won't know the coming of Jesus on the cloud, but we're going to know the, how the time falls because it's the angel that's going to tell us that the judgment is on its way. Mm-mm-mm. We're going to get a warning. And it, it didn't say a man was going to tell us. And this Bible says that an angel is going to come tell us. Yelling in a loud voice across the whole world that the judgment of God is on his way. Mm. Whose verse is that, Reverend Carpenter? That's verse 7. When you read, it says from verse 6, I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, 
having an everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation, kindred, and tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God, and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment is coming. See, that angel is going to come, and he's going to announce the judgment of God coming. <coughs> oh, okay. We, that's the first one. Okay. Yeah. Amen. Amen. He's going to announce the judgment of God coming. That's the first angel. The first angel will, will announce the judgment of God coming. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Fear God. And like I said, the second angel, when he came, he would warn us about those, and we're going to read about him now. And we're going down to the eighth verse, the second angel. Preaches the fall. And this is the, this is the second angel. And then followed another angel saying, Babylon is falling, and is falling that great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her found of her fornication. And Babylon made everybody drink of the water of the fornication, but but we're gonna go we we're gonna just say Fornication is sin, so it made everybody that that gave themselves over to live or be a part of Babylon, they gave over the sin. Yes, idol worshippers. Right. So when we go back to Scripture, we understand something that there was a city that did the same thing, and that was the city of Solomon and Gomorrah. Did the same thing, that God went in there, got Lot out, and brought Lot and his family out, and told Lot to tell his family, don't look back at where his wife looked back, and she yeah. turned to a brick because God was destroying the city of Solomon Gomorrah because of the sin that was in the city. And this is the same thing that he's going to do with Babylon, that Babylon will fall because of the sin that is in the city. And there's an angel that's going to announce the falling of Babylon. So what I love about this is that God is not going to leave us. Mm-mm. He's not going to leave us trying to figure out when what, but he's going to come and announce when these things are going to happen. So that means that you will never be clueless with what God is doing. Can I, can I tell you all that again? That God will never leave you clueless to when he's doing his will on earth. Amen. Okay. That's powerful in itself. And it goes on to say, And the third angel, following them saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast in his image and receives his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angel and in the presence of the Lamb. Jesus. Wow. Wow. What he meant here about indignation, it is, it is any wonder that God will be so indignant when men will reject his writing, his writing words, refuse to repent when judgment from heaven are sent upon them. Reject the preaching of real angels flying in the midst of heaven 
and ignoring the preaching and the miracles done by the two witnesses and the multitude of Christians who received the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the endowment of power to do miracles. So he's saying, he's saying that if we ignore that, if we're one of those people that ignore that and say, oh, I ain't, I ain't down with that, you know how people do it now, that if people do it at that time, that the indignation, they will, they, because of the indignation that's in them, they will be, they will fall to the hand of the wrath of God. If they do what again? I'm sorry. If they do what? If they don't believe in the miracles and they don't believe what the angel is saying, when the angel comes down and says what he says, if you don't believe and have that opportunity to change your life around and do right, and you don't even believe the angel, then you will be you will be a partaker of the wrath of God. Now, okay. people don't believe you right now when you go out and spread the gospel. Some people accept it, some people don't. And then some people accept the, the, the your pastor. They they might accept the word of the pastor preaching in the church. But he's saying if you don't accept what the angel that he sends down the the, the priest the gospel is saying, then you do. Yeah. Now he's separating. He, that's what it sounds like. He's separating. He's doing like this. He, he getting he getting his people separating from Satan's people. You know that that's what it sounds like. The ones who are gonna worship the beast, and the one that's gonna worship the Lord. Amen. You and worship that, the, that, yeah. And that's a good understanding. But what God is saying that if I send an angel and you don't believe him, right, then you, you belong to Satan. You're my enemy. Then you you might as go. You you might as prepared because if you don't believe. What I've sent some glory to come down and, and, and speak the gospel to you. And it's enough you ain't believe man and that around you. But now I've sent something amazing and divine to come down and, and, and shout the word of the gospel around the world. Uh-huh. And you do believe that? He says, then you shall be a partaker of my wrath. Yeah. Sit on down with Satan because you're gone with him. You <laughs> don't matter him anymore. Oh, Lord. Oh, oh. Well, you can't get no point in that because ain't nobody seen an angel. Now, they seen a, 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 a heavenly creature like that, and Amen. everybody can see him at the same time, and he's preaching the same word in the scripture. Don't wait until it's too late and God say, okay, that's it. That was your last opportunity. Mm-hmm. Don't come crying now. It's too late. You had the chance to redeem yourself. And you didn't. So God is a loving God. He's given us. He's He's even given us at the last at the at the time that He's coming for judgment. The angels are giving us another chance, a final chance, more than with with man and preachers and pastors and all that we could do. He sent His angels down here. Amen. Jesus, He's a loving God. He's a loving God. I mean, we understand that what we're reading tonight is a wake-up call for all of us um, to really, really, because we never know what time. God does something that, yeah, we're still looking for things to happen, but God can make things happen overnight real quick. Oh, yes, in the bat of an eye. You, you know, we've, 
we can say we've we've have testimonies to that. One Amen. minute you have one environment and just not even a split second go by and you get a phone call, knock on the door, a letter you decide to finally open. Something happens and all of a sudden you put you in a different space. Amen. I know it's happened to me. And I've gone from from the pit to taking a deep breath of, of just knowing that he was there. He promised. And he showed me every time that I feel like this is it. I ain't getting out of this one. And Amen. he didn't make me way. So, yeah, I agree with you, Reverend Carpenter. Amen. 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 In the 11th verse, it says, And the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night, nor worship who worship the beast. And his and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. And and one is and one is letting us know one of the many passages teaches eternal torment of the wicked. That, that, that those that, that walk with him are gonna be tormented for eternity. For the for the rest of how eternity is forever. For they'll be in a in a place of torment forever. Yes. And and we Think about that. You know what I'm saying? That that we want to share with those that are out there, but we also need to keep mind on ourselves that that we don't want to be partakers of that torment. No. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Because even though we feel that we 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 getting there, we don't know if we there or not. Mm-hmm. See? So we need to keep in mind that I don't want to be a part of of that torment, so I need to do everything that I need to do to get myself right. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to be a partaker of the wicked. And I need to understand there's some things that I need to still be delivered from, and I need to seek out my deliverance for some of these things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel bad in a sense, you know? I don't. When I really think about it, I hate to say it. It's not a good thing to say, but we speak truth here. When I think about the people that's going around and and tormenting us right now, you know, with uh, you can't even enjoy your family time because they mm-hmm. want to destroy us. You know, we don't even know you, but you want to destroy us too. You know, and 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 you running around again, lawless. There's no law in them. They don't follow no laws. They kill. They break into your house. They break into your car. They they blow us up. All kind of stuff. Those lawless people, you can reach them and reach them. But you're tormenting us every day. But for eternity, you're going to get back with you, so you're going to get it back. To me, that's how, I'm, if I'm wrong, please show me. That's what I feel in my spirit. It's like. You know, you're doing all this, cutting off people's heads and all kind of stuff. It's like, that's what you're going to have to deal with now. When, when God, when he comes back, you're just following Satan. You're, you, we know that you're following Satan. All the evil things that you're doing and make the rest of us. So, you know, afraid, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Of course, we don't have, we don't have a God that, teaching you love, how to help us. So we have to do with you the opposite of us. And we try to bring each other together and uprise, uplift each other, clothe them, whatever we can do. 
All you want to do is, is see blood flowing in the streets to make you feel good. You know, I don't know. I'm with you. Am I making any comments to anybody? Man, you are. You are. You are. It says that here is the patience of the saints, and here they are, and here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. And we we got to understand that that there's a characteristics of the saints that we must we must be able to hold on, and that's the patience in suffering. We we have to be patient in suffering. You know the Bible says one thing: those who wait on the Lord, He shall renew their strength. You know, sometimes we are we never ourselves renew when we're going through. When we're mm-hmm. suffering, we, we we need to just wait on God because God is only gonna let you suffer for for so long. And mm-hmm. and, and it's just that as far as I have the patience to be able to wait on God. And here he's saying this is one of the characteristics of the saints that they they have patience and 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 suffering. The second thing is keeping the commandments that even though we're going through, we still keep the word. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And then keeping, keeping the faith of Jesus Christ and that we keep our faith and belief in Christ Jesus that even though things didn't happen like we wanted to happen, we know that he is able to make things happen like we need them to happen. Amen. You know, but we still sit and I'm going through and believe and have faith that Jesus is who he say he is. Oh, yes. Amen. Oh, yes. Amen. And that's, that's what the sixth verse is telling us. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that we, need, we need to take on the characteristics of being saints. Mm-hmm. You know? And, then, oh, yes. and, and those were the three characteristics that a saint holds. Patience and suffering, keeping the word, or here it says keeping the commandment, and keeping faith in God and the Son. And we have faith in it. Yeah. So we go through some things, we go through some things, and we don't want to lose our faith in believing that God is able to get us out of what we got ourselves into. I, I said that, I hope y'all caught that. We need to have faith in God that God will get our, us out of some of the things we got we got ourselves into. You know, mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> That's the truth. Amen. 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 In the thirteenth verse, it said, "And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Right." And and here God was telling John to write these things down as he did, that we were able to read them today. Blessed are the dead which are, which die in the Lord. Mm-mm-mm. What does that mean now? Blessed are the dead. Blessed are the dead. Blessed is us that die in Christ. Because when we die, we have died in Christ. You know what I'm saying? And just as well as we died in Christ, when he comes, we shall be risen in Christ like he was risen on the three, on the third day of resurrection. Come on, girl. You got to get a hold of that. That if you die in him, you can only be risen with him and he was risen on the third day. Amen. 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 That's why it says it just like that. And I'll read it to you one more time. 
And I, I don't even know if they meant like a martyr, like the no. one who died, like uh, the one that walked before the lions and things like that, that died. He's talking about Jesus. He said, right. He told John the right. Blessed are the dead which died in the Lord. See, if you die in Christ, you're going to be risen in him. Yes. Oh, yes. You, know, you go back to the old scripture. And I know you know this one or you're on the line. That when you got baptized in Christ, okay? Mm-hmm, when you got baptized in the water and you rose again, that you were separated from the old man. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when you went down and they raised you up, the old mm-hmm. man was sort of drowning. While you rose up to have life. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. He died. Mm-hmm. Right. He yeah. died. The man yeah. died. And we re- was resurrected. We uh-huh. came up a different person. Uh-huh. Yeah. It says, it says from his form, you say, wow. And what it means by his form, from the time men began to die because they will not take the mark, of the beast, it refers to a special blessing to moderate of the of the tri- the tribulation. Mm-mm. Wait, well, you done lost me again. What verse you at now? Thirteen. I'm, I'm, I'm in thirteen. I'm in thirteen. I'm after the, after I said we die the Lord from henceforth ye saints. The spirit that they may rest from their labor, and their works do follow them. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Okay? And, okay? and Jesus told us that I works with followers. You know, when we go back and we read scriptures, it says, from his book, he say, and what he meant by his book, from the time men began to die, because they will not take the mark of the beast, it refers to a special blessing to moderate of the tribulation. And and that means that, 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 that we won't take on or none of the 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 lifestyles we didn't die in the lifestyles of the beast we didn't of the adversary we died in Christ Jesus and we won't be risen in Christ Jesus and we and he and he made us he gave us a special blessing and that blessing that we would be we would rise with him when he comes on the cloud for the second resurrection we were blessed. Because we died in him. Our blessing was dying in him to be raised with him. Yes. Because those that die without him are not blessed because they would not rise with him. Right. They didn't remember God's love. They was a part of God's kindness. I want to rise with him. Yeah, I want to rise with him. Christ. They wouldn't witness to him. They didn't join him. Like right. We say yes. We say yes. They don't say yes. They stay with Satan's old values like money and pleasure and uh, uh, all that kind of stuff, power, the stuff of the world. So they say no. They don't care about all the stuff that we care about. They just care about the others. But you can't take that money with you. It ain't going to do nothing for you. The power, I don't care which kind of power you got, you ain't going to stay alive. When it's your time, it's probably going to call you. And it's sex, it definitely don't matter nothing about all that kind of junk, you know. But the love and and the 
being obedient and the kindness God sees that. And and that, that's walking like his son walked. He ain't, you ain't never seen Jesus to be flaunting no money and and having a bunch of women hoeing all him and 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 power being a you know out and stuff. He was very humble. And and everything was kindness to the, everybody around him. Except when they went in his father's house selling that selling that. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he's a, uh, this is not a this is a thing. Call him a dynasty. <laughs> then he started flipping tables and stuff. Right. But he hitting that whip but he never hit nobody. As far as I know, I could be wrong, but from what I understand, he never hit nobody, but he sure did. What well, was going to say hit anybody? Let's move on. Maybe Amen. Brother. All right. Yes, the, he says the spirit. And what he meant when he just stopped and put that mark there, the spirit, the spirit speaks. Mm-hmm. The spirit speaks. And when the Holy Spirit is speaking, it says this that they may rest from their labor and their works do follow them. And what he meant by the, the works do follow you, there are three promises in view of faithfulness. Blessed are the martyrs for Christ. Rest from their labor and rewards follow them. Your rewards are following you. you got to understand mm-hmm. that, 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 that God says in, in the Bible that wonders and signs shall follow you wherever you go. You know what I'm saying? And those are the partakers of the rewards that when you do the will of God and you walk in and, and, and being that vessel for God to use, that God will do things that will follow you right behind you, that people will, will see people being healed because you laid hands. And you laid hands on Sunday, and then you don't left, but three days later you hear that that person you put your hand on got healed. Or you spoke, or you spoke into somebody's life and they were going through something, and you prayed for them, and whatever was on them, the adversary had his hand, it got broken off, and that person got free, and were able to to feel to feel the pressure of that freedom. Oh, you thank know. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. And you have to understand. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That was a good job. You know. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know? Yes. You open up eyes and open up ears. I said, when you bless people. Mm-mm-mm. Thank you. Oh. I hear what you're saying, Reverend Carpenter. That's As you be the vessel that God uses to do his will on earth, then he will set a reward to you. And what you have done. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And that's powerful in itself. You know? That's where you that's where your reward. Mm-mm-mm. See, because God rewards you. The Bible says one thing. It says one thing that Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm-hmm. For those, those that believe that he is and diligently seek him, he shall reward them. That's what the Bible says. Those that diligently seek him, he shall reward them. 
So, so God gives you a reward for diligently seeking them. And now <clears throat> he talks about here that that your reward shall follow you. Ah, oh, Jesus. Mm, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 And amen. 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 And that's why it's so it's so powerful for us to do the will of God, you know, and sometimes we ain't, we done did wrong, and we, we ain't living the way we should live, but God still uses us, and when he uses us, he uses us that his will may be done, yes, you know what I'm saying, and when we say yes, and we go do it, and we go do his will, he rewards us, yes, mm-hmm. he rewards us, in the name of Jesus, it shows me that we all gotta step up and be bolder in our in our works for Christ. We have to look for Him more than because it seems like Satan's warriors are out there just constantly working. They never get tired of doing something, car accidents, fires. He's oh, they always got some mess going on. Amen. We have our blessings. How do you say it? Their works, if their works that we're doing in our labor, is so many of us. And if it's following us, then we should be able to to make a difference walking this walking this earth. Wherever we go, all the millions of Christians out here, we should be able to shut down some of this evil. If we just, I don't know what what we need to do, but it God says that we all we need to do, all we need to do. All we need to do, uh, uh, Lady Jabba, is let God use us. We can't shut down nothing, but he can use us when we make ourselves available to shut down some of the things that, that he needs to be shut down. That's all we got okay, to do. Okay, we need to let him use us. We need to, each and every one of our sisters and brothers, because we know we have a lot of sisters and brothers out there. We and do, but, we, but, but that's and why he's... We got to let God use us because you're saying it right here. Amen. You can't get no clearer than that. I would do the work and, and clear up some of this some of this stuff that's going on down here where y'all live at. I would do it through you all. But you all got to let me use you to do it. But you you got to understand one thing the word of God says, that the vineyard is full, but the labors are full, are few. You know, you know yeah. and, and he let us know that that that, that, that the vineyard is full. Now, the vineyard is full of people, but the laborers are few. That there's only so many people that want to labor and want to make themselves available for God to use. We just got to make ourselves available. Right, right. Nobody want to actually get their hands dirty doing the work. Yeah. Everybody want to get on the other end. Nobody, nobody want to do that physical work. No, so, some people want to live off other people and walk in the blessings they walk in but never do no labor. Right. Just want to be at the top. But Jesus Christ <laughs> already told us, and I don't even, I haven't even read the whole Bible. This is just the love and the understanding I got from, from what I've read so far is that I understand, and again, Reverend Carpenter, correct me if I'm mistaken, but he said the highest is really the, is the lowest of the servant. Something to that effect. If you want to be the highest, then you have to be the servant. Right. The well, leader is the even. You got more work as the servant because he was a servant. 
and he was the son of God. But he can do all those things that we consider menial, you know, that's what he's telling us. If you want to be closer to God, you have to do the grunt work, basically. You're going to have to look how far he walked. Looking at these 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 verses in these books, he didn't have no automobile. He walked and rode a donkey. But, you know, they, they went thousands of miles. I mean, like hundreds of miles. When you look at the little key at the bottom of the graph, a little fingernail is like 100 miles or 500 miles. Come on. They were they were mover and shakers. They went around and got the word out about his father. Amen. And that's what, that's what we have to bring ourselves in the do. Let's move over down to 14. And he said, I looked, and behold, a white cloud. And up on the cloud, one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown. And in his hand, a sharp stickler. And that was, that was Jesus on the white cloud. In the Bible, we'll, we'll read about so many different clouds. Here we read about this white cloud in um, Revelation, the 14th chapter. But there was a black cloud in First Kings, the 8th chapter, the 44th, 45th verse. And then in Job, there was a dark cloud in the 22nd chapter, in the 13th verse. And over in Matthew, there was a bright cloud, 17th chapter, 5th verse. And then over in the Exodus, it was a thick cloud in the 19th chapter, the 9th verse. And then there was a great cloud in Exodus, the first chapter, the 4th verse. And then there was a swift cloud. That was in Isaiah, the 19th chapter, in the first verse. So God has displayed so many different clouds before man. But before John, he displays this cloud that Jesus is sitting up on top of. Mm-mm-mm. Ain't that something? And this is, this is the same cloud that Jesus is going to come riding back when he blows his trumpet. And come to raise us in there. This is the same cloud, because the cloud that ain't going to be on is going to be a white cloud. And that's the cloud of victory. Hey, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. The cloud of victory. We go on to the 15th verse, and it says, And another angel came out of the temple. Whoa. And here, there is a temple in heaven. It must be understood in this light. There's a temple in heaven. Because he just said that the angel came out of the temple. And it goes on to say, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, cast in thy sickle, and reap, for the time has come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. Did you know what he just told him? Mm. Okay, it's time for you to go back and get your get your people because this whole yeah. is coming. Hey, go yeah. <laughs> get your people. The angel came because the father told the angel to go tell his son, "It's time to go. Go get my people." Mm, the time, the time is here. All right. No, no different than he told Moses. He said, Moses, it's time. Go get my people. 
And here I got to read it again because that's, that's so exciting. Woo! And another angel came out of the temple crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud. And we know the person sitting on the cloud is Jesus. And then he yes. said, end our sickle and reap, for the time has come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. And we are the harvest that's ripe. Yes. And time, and you don't, time before you go get your people. Mm-hmm. I stop on the 16th verse, and he just sat on the cloud, thrust in a sickle on the earth, and the earth was weak. Mm-hmm. He came on down. He came on down. <laughs> he, came, he came to go come to get what he had to get. Mm-hmm. It was it was right. Woo! It was right. He went on in, in the 17th verse, and he says, Another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven. And he also having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar, which had power over fire, and cried with a loud voice to him that had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust and thy sit in thy sharp sickle, and gather the clusters of the, the, the of the vine of the earth, for the her grapes are fully ripe. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now who is they talking about now? Well, right now, right now they're talking. They're going into the battle of the, of, of Amagon. Okay. And the, and the angel, down of the earth they're talking about is that right, the angel, The angel is talking to those that are on the earth. Right. He's talking about those that are on the earth. It's, it's harvest time. It's the right time, and it's time for us to go in the battle. Yeah, and they said dressed in the sharp sickle, so that thing is sharp, and gather right. the clusters of the vine of the earth. They're talking about the good, the children of God, or the or the bad people pulling them out. It says, listen to this. that cluster of vine. In sharp sickle, gather the cluster, the cluster of the vine of the earth, for her grace are fully ripe. So that's the good, the good, the good. The vine of the. What are you talking about? What are you talking about here? What's the group of people? Is to be able. This is the second picture of the battle of Amagon in the the chapter. Blood will flow on the battlefields up to the horses' bridles and about 184 miles. This blood river will come from the from the veins of the multitude slain in the battle, from the hail and blood and overflowing rain that will fall from heaven on this day. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. So here, here they're talking about the battle of Amagon. They're talking about what is going, is going to take place, good against evil. Yeah, Armageddon. Yeah. Battle of Armageddon. Okay. And in the eighteenth verse, verse, it says, and we want to talk about the altar. Okay. The one by which Moses 
pattern his altar for the tabernacle. So this is the same altar that that, that God told um, Moses to, to to put together on earth. Okay, that it was that it only symbolized, and it was a reflection of the one that was in heaven. Wow. So he only modeled he only modeled the one on earth after the one that's in heaven. Wow. Yeah, amen. 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 So there, there is an altar that we're going to be able to, to bow down to. He goes on to say in the 19th verse, And the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. Mm-mm-mm. So what happened there? That all those that were against God, that when He threw the the, the, the scepter down there, that it, it gathers up all those that were against God. Oh, it brought them all, It brought it brought everything against those that ain't God, and the wrath of God went against them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's not going to matter where they had on the earth that. That, that when he throws that sickle, the wrath of God will go against all those that are against God. Mm. And as we close it out, in the wine press was torn without the city, and bread came out of the wine press, even unto the horse virus by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. Wow. Mm, my Jesus. That's, how, that's a lot of blood. Mm, up to the horse's bridle. That's that piece we want to want right. So tonight we, we, learned, we learned not only about the lamb and them being with God, but we also learned tonight about the plagues that's going to come against those that are not walking with God in the end days uh, uh, of this world. That when God's wrath comes, that, that no one that's against God will be saved. You can't change your mind. It's too late. Once God drops it, it's too late to change. And we need to understand that today in our lives, that, 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 that when Jesus is ready to come for us, you know what I'm saying? And that, and you may get a warning. You may be able to go be in the hospital sick or something for a while under death, and you have that opportunity. But there's some people that's not going to have that opportunity. You know, we, we, we hear about all the time people being in church, praising God, and just fall dead. People singing in the choir, just fall dead. They had a pastor. Mm. He preached. And somebody finished preaching. He sat down in his chair, and, and, and when it was over, they was looking for him to close out the service, and they shook him, and he was dead. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? So you know we we we've got to always be ready. Amen. We don't know when we don't know when it's going to happen, and when God is going to show up, when Jesus is going to show up to take us home, in this in this time period. But yeah. even and even in that time period, there's not going to be a place for a second chance. Any morning we get up, we got a second chance. Oh yes. Oh yes. And that's why we need to make a prayer. 
we need to make our prayers before God at night. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and let God know, you know, I repent. Please forgive me for anything. You know, sometimes we got to say that little prayer. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to take. If I mm-hmm. die before, I pray my soul for the Lord to keep. You know what I'm saying? We have to pray these these things because we don't we want to be able to cover ourselves and we want to be able to have the opportunity to really be with Christ. Mhm. You know. Amen. Amen. We thank everybody for joining us tonight as we close out this Bible study. We will we will be looking for y'all next Monday night. We'll be in chapter fifteen. Again, we ask all of y'all to join us on Thursday night. Come join me over on with Pastor Charles and them, as I announced earlier, 730, and same telephone number, just a different access code, and that access code, for anyone that want to write it down, I'm going to give it to you one more time. We're in the book of Genesis, and I'm telling you, we have an exciting time up there. Uh, one three seven four eight two pounds again. One three seven four eight two pounds, and I know a lot of y'all. I see y'all on my laptop. Y'all are here, but y'all, please, we like more participation, right? And that's why I was so glad when uh, I saw that Lady Deborah came and joined me because I know. She's inquisitive, and she wants to know about the word. So <laughs> I'm going to give it past the child, and I'm going to announce it on their call. So maybe if I bring some of them that like to talk, y'all will start talking with them again and um, and asking mm-hmm. get the information that you really need to know about what's going on around you because these things are taking place around you, and you don't want to be ignorant to the things that, as going around you when you can know and be able to see and tell somebody else what's happening. All right? Amen. Amen. And don't be ashamed. Just ask. He's a very good teacher. Him and Pastor Charles. Very good. And I just Amen. like to ask, with that code number, is is uh, hashtag or uh, pound one and pound behind it. So the code right. is one three seven four eight two pound one pound. All right. See you all there Thursday. It was very nice being here with you all tonight. I I truly enjoyed it. God bless. All right. God bless. Everybody have a wonderful night, as we always say in Lady. Leave it alive. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We love everybody. And all I always say, smooches, smooches, smooches. Everybody have a blessed and wonderful night. God bless. You too. Good night, everyone. God bless.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.